Since 1970, Playboy have published a version in Braille for its blind audience. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm at least... I th no, I think I'm mostly Rasmus. And I'm alive. And I pretend to be alive. <laughs> it's, it's, it really should be two-thirds infected at the moment. <laughs> don't, don't make me laugh today. I, I can't do that. I, sh I shouldn't laugh over my own jokes. Yeah, no, oh, this is, this is sorry for the listeners for all the coughing going on. Oh, but, it's going to be heavy on the audio ducking this time. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> two-thirds infected sounds correct. And that's without having... Well, that, have you kept up to date with The Last of Us? No. Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, it's good, isn't it's, it? It's really good. I'm uh, actually very surprised that they are. That's that good. How close is it to the the to, to the game for you? Uh, because it, you played the first one, and this is this yeah, one yeah. is the first game. It's. I mean, there is so many references and and details that match the game that are. It's. I. Yeah. Hence my surprise. It's. They. They paid very good attentions to details uh, so it it feels like the game is like turned into a movie or a tv series for once it's yeah. been done correctly um, i think a lot of that comes from the fact that uh, granted i haven't played it i just seen it being played mm -hmm. in, in bits and pieces so i actually don't know anything about the story yeah but it's it has very much this gameplay feel to it. It feels like mm -hmm. uh, the series app, um, but also the series or the, the game itself. It was very story driven from the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. So it's very linear. It's very really systematic. What you're supposed to experience along the way. Yeah, which which, tra which translates very easily to a movie because like this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. Mm -hmm. In a game, you discover that and experience it, and you yeah. solve the puzzles on the way. So you have that feeling of doing it and accomplishing it yeah but when it comes to a tv series it's like yeah it needs to be linear so an open world game wouldn't work the same because everyone's experience of that in a tv series would be different from what I've, they yeah, yeah, show off sure. but i also have like this having played a lot of video games watching the series it's like this is a boss moment yeah feels like it yeah yeah i just like no shit is going too well i have played the telltale games shit is about to meet mr fan yeah no but i the only difference that i see compared to the game is that uh yeah as you said it's a very linear story and in the game you have to go through tunnels and and buildings where you know you will have to fight and there is less of that in the series but yeah, yeah, but also that that makes sense. I I, I did I didn't think about that, but you're right. It's not that much. It's not so much of a conflict or ongoing conflicts of sneaking and hiding and killing. No, because that's not the point of the series. I think that's yeah. that's not the story. The story. Uh, but I didn't realize that's missing until you said it now. Okay. So because welcome. yeah, no, it it. Um, I mean, uh, the beats of the TV series is so well paced that. Yeah you don't need to encounter more infected for it to feel interesting no but uh, and again it's like the the walking dead it's not it's not movies or tv series about zombies it can no, be no. in the video game because that's fun to shoot at but when you are making your tv series or a movie about that kind of world it's always about people so the drama is between the people 
and and I think they they did a pretty good job so far. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to episode six, six because so far it's really good. Yeah, episode yeah. six is this before or after they met Voldemort? Uh, just after. <laughs> oh, okay, good. But before they they meet Gandalf. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, we we watched uh, Lord of the Rings again yesterday. It was the first oh. time for the kiddo. So, Ooh, yeah. yeah. And we went through half of it and after it was bedtime, so first thing this morning it was like, can can we watch the second half of the movie? Yeah, so it was like, yes, that's a big win. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. You got was, a good kid there. Yeah, yeah. Uh he, he really enjoyed it. So, yeah, next uh the two towers, but probably next weekend. So, but the yeah. whole weekend, if you watch extended. Oh, oh no! Don't, there is don't. only one version. That's is the extended uh, version. Yeah, that's the one we <clears throat> we watched. Uh, no, but the the marathon, <laughs> a lot of the ring marathon. We did that with the Hobbit, uh, not that long ago. So, uh, it's it's kind of hard for an eight years old kid to watch three three hours movie in a row. Uh, no, I I was no, I guess I turned nine when. Uh, the fellowship hit uh, the theater first time. Yeah, I know. But I also, I had read the I books beforehand. I listened to the last week episode, and and thanks to Duncan, I had confirmation that you were only twelve. So yes, but I age really slowly. <laughs> yeah, yes, you do. Uh, damn it! <laughs> Nine when it went out. Yeah, what? it came out in two thousand and one. I was twenty six or something. Yeah, because you're old. No, I'm vintage. I told you. And now you're infected and dying. No, I'm not dying yet. I'm just, yeah, very, very Just pretending? Yeah, pretending (laughs) to still be alive. Deadly man flu. Yeah. And it started like a cold last last week. It started on Wednesday. And that's why I was was not here uh, last week. Again, thanks to Duncan for taking my place. But damn, it's, 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 it's been all going downhill since, since then. I probably spend the next five days in bed, sleeping all day. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And today yeah, is already the first um, day of normal, quote-unquote, activity. Like, I was able to work on a computer for a few hours and and actually do stuff uh, instead of just laying in bed, sleeping and watching series and TikTok. Uh which was great because I finished TikTok. So now I can move on and do something Well else. done, you. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, uh, Jan? How, how was your week? Um, well, that, that, that one's a short one because after last week was... Uh, Steph and I didn't or started not feeling well on Monday, I believe. No, fr- uh, Sunday. Sunday. And uh, by Monday, we both had an enormous cold. And, um, yeah, so we tested, we were fine, called in, like, we both had to call in sick, and Mm. um, been, it's actually the first time that um, Steph and I have been sick at the same time. Usually one takes care of the other one, but we spent the last week just laying in bed together and telling each other how bad we feel. (laughs) (laughs) I win because I have the deadly man flu. No, she's already course, feeling a actually. little bit better. Um, I'm. I, I hope that I'm gonna feel better tomorrow. I kind of feel like today was the, the deepest like, down slope for it. But like you said, Red, it's just incredible cold. The first two days yeah. I spend in bed sleeping. Um, I finished reading a book 
as soon as I was kind of feeling a little bit better, uh, basically just doing that to get tired again, then continued sleeping. But uh, today... Have you noticed how our wives do so much better when we are all sick together? I mean, my wife gets the same flu that I have. She sleeps, she sleeps for 24 hours and then she's good. She's good to go. She's back to work. She's doing all the stuff in the house and, and mm -hmm. I'm laying on my bed agonizing for a whole week. So... Yeah, yeah. They are, they are I, I can different. make many jokes, Red, but I'm no, don't. choosing not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that was that. Today was also for me the first day, though, that I got myself out of bed. Um, I think I mentioned it last week a little bit that I started filming again, not for the Not Inventor channel, but for my own. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you so, mentioned that you were filming. I think you just said that you were out at Neuschwanstein taking pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I filmed and that. And I'll pretend I said that perfect, perfectly. <laughs> no, that, that's correct. And I, and I filmed the whole thing and um, made a video out of it. Uh, yeah, and decided... Well, and actually, today I finished it and uploaded it. So by the time this, this podcast comes, um, there's already the videos out on the channel. And Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, um, because I was traveling and I for, can, can't for the life of me find the time to work, like go in my workshop at the moment. And well, at the moment I'm too sick, but before that I just didn't find the time for it. But I had the itch to film again. I just went out with the action cam, just more like a vlog star, you could say. Well, we can mm -hmm, go yeah. into it maybe a little bit more later on. But uh, yeah, it was kind of weird today, like releasing a video again after such a long time. <laughs> and it's mm. not on the Nerd Inventor channel, as I said. So, but Res, how about you? I mean, you, you've been out of bed and fit? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm young and healthy compared to you guys. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I, I won't say anything. No comment. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, I've, I've been working a lot as usual. Trying to get uh, even more stuff ready for the Rödelsmartnan, the big market next week. Nice. Since you're and so young and agile, so how far along are you with your booth? Yes. <laughs> I Yesterday, actually, Stian came and after work and he helped me out to get all of the stuff prepared for it. Nice. And so the, the, I think I've described this brief before, but briefly, I'm making basically a counter that is modular but mostly l-shaped but with separate panels in it so i can extend it or uh, move things around depending on how much space i have and how much space i need mm -hmm. and then i'll have two big boxes transport cases kind of that i'll put uh, even it kilns and the grinders on and maybe a few other things that b doubles as transport cases because i'll stick wheels on them but also they are big and sturdy so i can stick hopefully a few hundred kilos of stuff in it without anything breaking so Stian came and we bought the plywood and we got the boxes built and we got all of the panels cut up and today i nearly finished welding everything for the stand itself nice. but a part of that includes like oh uh, this frame is all steel i want a steel frame to show in between wooden panels so it's like it's kind of like box sections of that that would be screwed together that means i need a fuck ton of angle iron in like four centimeter bits that mm -hmm. needs a hole in them and they need to be cleaned and they need to be welded and they need to be positioned correctly and flush and everything so i had lots of fun today trying to 
make everything happen and in sort of efficient ways because it's and because a lot of the steel i've been using i've been outside next to a river all winter and some of it was buried underneath the snow because the the delivery guy left it there in a blizzard oh, so and well, it was, well protected very much so now it got this it had it developed this really nice orange crust that protects the steel excellent patina the word you're looking for is patina yeah that's the one that's the one it's uh, that's for for welding <laughs> 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 maybe, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. Uh, no, so like nothing big, but it's like it's a bit of the challenge of trying to. I, I have like X number of dozen pieces of steel that need to be cleaned uh, with the, with a wire bill and all of that. So it's like, okay, how can I clamp like many of these together at once and do that quickly and efficiently uh, without having to hold things too much and burn my fingers off or grind the nails down or something silly, yeah. which I only did once. If, but you, if really you would have started earlier doing that, you just could have sold the old one for a huge profit by selling it as vintage steel <laughs> with the patina <laughs> and just buy yourself some new ones and start working with that. Uh, don't worry, I have lots of vintage steel still. Uh, my That's shelf good. in the steel rack is full. <laughs> and we're talking... Is it... Nearly a forty centimeter long shelves or deep shelves. How can you know? That's your place. And I'm, 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 I'm holding my hands and I'm guesstimating. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So say that it's six meters long, it's forty centimeters deep, and it's twenty centimeters tall, and I can't fit more steel in. No, no. But it's a good uh, if you, if you put the one with the rust in. I mean, it's slowly gonna give you more room. Mm -hmm. It might take a while, but. You can yeah. basically go there well, once a week with a broom and just <laughs> get the axes off. Yeah, just make it all disintegrate after a while. Yeah. yeah. Can that's, you spray vaporized all over the shelf and, and let it do its work and get clean steel in a week? Uh, the pro vaporized sadly doesn't protect the steel. No, but it cleans it, right? Yeah, but then I would just have less steel. Yeah, you can you can use. <laughs> I mean, for protection, you can use a WD forty or the fogging oil yeah, for men. How you call it's, it? it? It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. It's just it, it, this is one of the few cases where I would like it to look kind of clean. Mm -hmm. But the fact that there's uh, a little bit of texture to the steel after I cleaned off the rust is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the plan for tomorrow, uh, our tomorrow past for publishing time travel is weird never mind uh i will be burning all of the wood i have and covered with linseed oil hopefully i need to do a couple of tests just to see that the glue doesn't delaminate in this specific plywood stack i got why because it's fun and you can't you you need to burn wood that's what it's made for mm, not necessarily no but is it uh, is it, it is. an aesthetic choice to, yes to yes burn of course it? okay yeah so I did a couple of test pieces uh, a while back, but that was birch plywood, and we couldn't get a hold of birch plywood now. Yeah. Also okay. because I'm excellent at planning, and we are doing this the week before I have to leave. Yeah, we can see that with the steel yeah. and everything. No, yes. well done, well done. You're yes. almost done. So I am. Uh, you I still you almost started, to... so... <laughs> <laughs> I like the encouragement, guys. It's really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll be ready for next year market. No problem. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll spend tomorrow getting the boots all final and then the rest of the weekend trying to panic and finish the rest of the stock I need to, would like to. And then picking up the rental car and packing and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. So nice. it's it's getting down to the wire, but 
I'll make it happen. Pressure is building. Yeah. Yeah. We want picture of the market. Yeah. Oh, so so do I. <laughs> yeah. Because it's uh, when is it starting? Sunday or Monday? It's starting on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Okay. So, so you're you're driving up Monday. Okay. okay. Leaving yeah. on Monday, starting on Tuesday, and it's getting through the whole week. And then it, it, Tuesday till Saturday. Saturday. And then I'm driving home again on Sunday. Okay. Okay. So yeah. It's an empty van and full pockets, hopefully. Hopefully. I hope so. Yeah. It's uh, It would be nice to have like this, I mean, because of all the stress and all of that, it would be nice to just have this nice pile of cash handed to me. Mm. Uh, handed to me, so to speak. I have to work for it. But yeah. But we'll see. Um, there's, yeah, there's so many more things I would love to have done and have taken better care of and prepared better and all of that. But it's the first year. Uh, one yeah. thing is just to get a scope for how many people I'll actually interact with. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll just have to see how it goes from there. You know, when I was working in, in um, on my um, PhD thesis, um, one guy told me one day a very... Uh, he gave me a very good advice that I never forgot because when you are working on a, a thesis or, or whatever text that you have to write uh, after doing research, uh, it's very scary to get to it and start writing. Hmm. So you are kind of pushing uh, the date uh, because you you always keep thinking, oh, I need to do more research. I don't know enough about the topic to just start writing about it. And the advice was, you have to stop at some point. And you have to start at some point. Meaning yeah. that after a few years of research, you've done enough. You know enough. So it, now it's time, it's, time, it's time to stop doing the, the research and start writing that I, I think that's exactly what it comes down to you right now uh prepping for the market you yes for sure you can prep stuff till the last minute but if you have prepped for a few months for that market you've done enough and you'll see how it goes yeah and i mean another big thing is just to the fact of getting a feel for how specifically this market with so many people over so many days how that goes together because I have no fucking clue how many of the estimated 70,000 people I will interact with Uh, not all 70,000 people will will find their way to my booth that's guaranteed no but even half if half of it does and if Uh, one tenth one tenth talk to you and of that one tenth one tenth buy something from you you will sell everything and you will make your money. Yeah, and that reminds we, me of something. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jan. Uh, go on. As we, as we said before, uh, when it comes to the market for you, you prepared for such a huge market. You're only going to take a benefit. You can reuse uh, the booth you're building right now, or at least parts of it. Uh, yeah. The material you're not selling there, you already have in stock for the next markets because you know the products are going to sell. So it's not it's not your loss. It's just no, a lot of work you had to put up front. And I, I was planning anyway to spend most of January, February to produce stock, but it mm. would be stock that could last me the rest of the year and not just for this one market. Yeah. So it, I'm just moving the trouble around, basically. Yeah, but, but it's, uh, your it, worst it's, case scenario is coming back with no product to sell, which is a pretty good problem to have. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I did remember another funny thing that happened yesterday. 
because I had uh, a lot of flyers made up, both to market the courses and the grinders and all of that. Yeah. Uh, two separate ones. Realizing in hindsight that maybe I could have combined them, but I didn't have the time to do that proper because, again, I'm brilliant at planning. So, uh, but I went, I went, I sent this over to a local printing company and uh, sort of like, okay, how quickly can this be done? What's the quote for all of this? And, I, and he said, like, yeah, we can have it done sort of right away. And this is the price. And I said, fine, excellent. I'll pick it up tomorrow. Good stuff. And I just walk in the door this yesterday and he looks up and he says, blacksmith. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> How can you tell? And he just looks at me like, okay, fair point. But <laughs> uh, but we ended up t- chatting for a good while. And while he was uh, preparing the last little fiddly bits, and uh, he wanted to come and take a class, and a friend of his nice. had, had been looking for someone to make some kind of stupid-looking knife for a long time. And I was like, I'm your that's guy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of fun. Uh, but it just reminds me that some sometimes... Or it's been a while since I got that reaction of saying like I'm a blacksmith and people people are really surprised. At the, but over the last five years, four years, people are more and more just looking at me and saying, "Yes, you are a blacksmith." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of show a little bit. Like, I, I, I not. I mean, if you are if you are walking down the street, the way you're dressed right now. I mean, it it and and they know that they have a client. Who is a blacksmith? I mean, I mean, it I mean as, I, yeah, I sent him the marketing material, and I mean, he looked at all of that. So of course, he, if he was marginally curious, which he was because he was most interested in the classes, yeah, then he would probably have googled me, and he would see more of that, and he could have seen my face. So also I mean, that, yeah. there's a whole lot of things there that that actually make sense, but it's also just the experience of going in and just, I don't know what it means when people say, "Yes, you are a blacksmith." Probably mm-hmm. good things. I mean. Either that or the fact that I'm really dirty. Because no, when I go to the shop on the way from ho- from work, uh, I get looks sometimes. Yeah, and usually it's not because I'm clean. In, in shop owners, you can basically tell if you see like one hand runchi- um, reaching underneath the desk, you know it was the best <laughs> impression. <laughs> yeah. Yes, maybe. But Jan, you had a thing you wanted to discuss. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that I that I wanted to discuss it until you guys told me about it. No, it was about the um, the new video I made for the other channel, which I didn't really want to promote or mention because I felt it's so far away from like the normal making stuff I'm doing. Till you guys had and a good point about it, and like, feel free to knock me over the head with it again. Yeah. We, yeah. we will. Don't worry. But yeah. you can explain yourself a bit more first. Yeah. yeah. First, the, why? Why didn't you want to share about the video? And so he, for here. me, the reason I made that video is because I lately I don't find the time or I don't take the time. Let like uh, let's say I don't take the time to go down into workshop and work because on the weekend and before that the business travel I had and on the vacation I was. There's just other stuff took priority, but I really yeah. had the itch of making videos again. It's just whenever I'm at home, there's just other stuff right now that is more important in, in my eyes than making videos, which is still strictly a hobby for me. Um, so to fix that itch, I decided to 
I wouldn't say not look at the quality, but I just took the action cam and I take it with me because what I've been doing lately is whenever I have time in between customers, I go out with the camera and I start making pictures. So I kind of use that being able to travel and I'm having the, the, the appointments with the customer. I can go out and just use that time and see some cool places. And sometimes I do a little detour during lunch break and use my lunch break and shooting in a botanical garden or if I know that there's an old town close by or a lot of the customers are OEM, they are customers of mine. So if, if I visit them, I know there's like a nice old town center close by. Yeah, so yeah. after I'm done with the meeting and I would usually just kick back at the hotel and put up my feet and wait basically for the evening to go away, I'm now going out and I'm shooting pictures. And yeah, that was just hitting two birds with one stone, just going out and filming that. And it's more like a vlog style and I felt like it's pretty far away and yeah, I don't know, it just felt strange. So I didn't wanna didn't wanna promote it. I I used the editing from it to do more training on editing and to not get too rusty. And yeah, that was kind of my idea behind it. So I told you guys about it and you guys were both like, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, and we can say that again. That's a, that sounds really stupid. Uh I I do get where you're coming from though. But it's you, you told us earlier that you never made YouTube videos to get big or to make money out of it. It was always just that something you did just for fun. Exactly. Yes. Um, but I mean, so I what's, have... what, so we. Uh, I guess I didn't ask you properly last time. But what's the difference then between just making videos and photo videos? You're still making something. It's just one is more narrow than the other one, right? True, and I think I had a little bit of like a bad feeling that if I start doing like now on a completely different channel, start uploading stuff that people would come up and go like, uh, so yeah, where are the Nerd Inventor videos? It's like, are you not doing those anymore? And I would do, and I do, and I want to. It's just, uh, I mean, it's if not, it makes you feel better, we can comment on all your future photo videos and complain <laughs> about that. You can go and no, <clears throat> oh, that bad cough. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't agree with you on that particular thing, especially when you have two YouTube channels. I think it's a good thing if you want to do something different to post it on the other channel. You have that that opportunity to make videos, keep making videos for fun, videos that you want to produce, but have two kind of niche audience that you you can talk to depending on what you want to produce yes it so, feels in my eyes the channels feel very different uh the the kind of video is very different where i'm really project centered in the nerd inventor ones and i usually don't talk i have the music in the background the mm. the other ones is more you could almost say like a vlogging style yeah it's a lot more me because i share my thought about why i'm making those pictures and i need to i mean i can just well, basically, I could walk around just shooting pictures, show the pictures, and then end the video. But I kind of explain myself why I'm doing it or what I'm thinking about when I do a certain shot, and I really enjoy that. It's for me, it's a completely different style, and it kind of gives a balance, or it, it, I don't know, it scratches an itch. No, but yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a it's a really good thing. Uh, as as I told you before the recording of this episode, um, you want to produce video and it's for fun, but you you can also use the time between customers or when you're away from home to film those videos because you mm -hmm. have free time at that moment and you have the energy and and so on and so on. 
you as i said you have you have the opportunity to make something completely completely different compared to what you are usually doing because you have a second channel thing that i should have done probably when i started working with lasers because it was like kind of confusing for my audience it could have been a separate channel like oh on that channel i'm gonna only uh review and and test uh laser engravers so don't worry you don't have to subscribe it's different it's for me it's because i like it and it's because it mm. it's, it can be good for business or whatever um yeah. and it would be less confusing for my regular channel audience uh to not have all those types of video mixed up um what i i don't agree with is the fact that you you, you don't want to promote it because you said that it was not really making, and I, I don't agree with that because pictures, taking pictures, photography is absolutely making. And especially analog when you are yeah. developing the film yourself. Exactly. You're working with chemicals, temperature, you have to be very precise on some stuff. Yes, but I'm to, to be fair, I'm not showing that process yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> yet, I'm, but one yeah, day maybe. Yeah. You are you are showing the result, and you are saying, "Oh, I'm going I'm going to using I'm going to be using 400 ISO Pro film," and and then when we see the video, the picture that you've taken, uh, the result, the grain of the image is is ready to that because of mm. the the light and everything. Um, so no, I think it's a really good thing that you talk about it and you promote it because also. You have invested a lot of time, of energy, of fun, of your skills into making that video. And to be honest, the only reward that we get when we are making YouTube video is not the money. We are not getting rich. We are not young and famous, at least not young anymore and not famous yet. But I don't want to be famous. That's not the point. Um, you don't get paid a lot for your videos. What what you get the only reward that you get is the number of views how many people are interested in what you just produced that's i'd I I flip that a bit i would say that the only real reward you get is the satisfaction of having completed the video and a sense of community that is that is true i'm also looking uh... No, yeah, you don't like people. We know that. No, no, no. That's, that's <laughs> not, yeah, for sure. Uh, some of them. Uh, no, but it, obviously you're right. When you are com when you complete a video, when you I, I just posted one myself before the recording of the podcast. I've been working on a f uh, on that video for a few okay, days. Okay, so I'm the only one who doesn't have a video this week. Yeah, Fine. but you have a market, so it it <laughs> so. We and I have a video I should have edited, but anyway. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, no, but the, 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 sure, you have the satisfaction of f finishing a video. You have produced it, you have sh shot it, you have edited it, you, you have put your all your guts into the video, and you're done with it, and you're happy with it. That's fine, but if that's only for producing video, you would never share it. You would never post it. So when you share it on YouTube, when you post it any, uh, somewhere, TikTok, Instagram, or, or Facebook, you want people to watch it. That's the, the, the hurtful truth that nobody wants to say about producing videos. It's not about ego, though. No, no, uh, but what I... Um, to, just to clarify what I meant with, with community mm -hmm. is... A part of that is the views, but it's more the conversation you're having with people. 
and yeah, I, I'm to, getting there. to inspire I'm getting there. people and tell people, hey, this is what I've done yeah. recently. Yeah, I'm getting there. So if if that's that's your goal in your videos, and that's mine as well, like sharing what I know, my skills, my knowledge about leather work or about middle work or whatever, you want to produce your video. But if people don't watch the video, you produce fuck all, you share fuck all, and you don't get any feedback from anyone, right? People can't see what you are offering them. You can't get comments and you can't have questions and you can't answer a question and there is no interaction with your audience. So it all starts by produce, producing the video, sharing it, getting some views. When that's done, you get the feedback, you get the question, you get this feeling of being part of a community and sharing knowledge and skills and whatever you want to share with them. And that's what's great. That's the reward. But the reward has to be through the number of views that you, you get on YouTube. It's mandatory. If you want comments, if you want feedback, yeah. Yeah. the video yeah. needs to be viewed, watched, Yeah, I, I guess in my mind, uh, it's just a focus should be more on the people who actually care enough to comment oh, and, not, uh, and not the sheer number of views. Mm -hmm. I, uh, but it, I, yeah, we do agree on the, on the premise, on the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm absolutely, I, I agree with you. The goal is not to make big numbers, to have hundreds of thousands of views to make money to get famous. That's not the point. Yeah. But if you want one feedback, one comment of, oh, you helped me. I like that. I've learned something. You need that one view before. So focusing on the on on the the interaction with the community. Careful is, with that word. Careful with that word. Yeah, I get jumpy. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, being being. Uh, um, <laughs> oh fuck you! Focusing on, <laughs> focusing on 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 the interaction with the community is exactly what you are aiming at but one of the mandatory uh condition before that prior to that is to get some views and therefore you have to advertise the video that you want to to share with people so i uh, to to get back to my uh point earlier yeah i don't agree on the fact of you not talking about the video because you put a lot of time and energy and skills into it so you should totally talk about it for people to to watch. Yeah, but here's the thing. This the photography, especially analog photography, is such a niche area that I'm I'm not sure if I need to promote it because mm -hmm. I was okay, here's here's some of the reasons or the backstories when I was contemplating uh, about myself to even release the video. I watch a shit ton of photography channels lately. Mm -hmm. And I have a ton of fun doing so. And you don't really learn from a lot of those channels because if you're shooting with expired film, it's not tips and tricks or the best way to shoot a picture. It's just people walking randomly in an area, like doing landscape photography, doing street uh, photography. There's a couple of things I really enjoy. First of all, a lot of the channels I'm watching, they're in the really low subscriber numbers. We're talking about like 200 subscribers, Mm -hmm. Some I, I think like two, three thousand the most from of course there are some big ones, but 
the main ones I'm following at the moment, they all have less than a thousand subscribers mm-hmm. and they're just doing it for fun. And yeah. this is what, something I really enjoy. And this is why I love watching them. And also one of the things I realized is um, we often forget living in Europe, how blessed we are that we have so much history around us yeah. when it comes to all towns and cities. And I enjoy watching people, especially if they are shooting in like the California area, or some they're going out in the desert. And I always find myself watching those videos with anticipation or over on the East Coast. And then I remember, yeah, of course, because this is I don't have either that kind of landscape or that kind of architecture around me. But it's the same, I would imagine, for them. If I'm going and I'm looking at an old castle and a house built in the 1500s and I'm making a picture because the door is nice, there's some photographer probably getting a boner watching at the architecture of that like yeah. old house almost that looks like it's going to collapse at any second. There's, you see stuff different with through the eyes of a f- uh, photographer. That's this a very is good point. something I learned over the time and I look at completely different details now that I make the pictures so i think that people would take enjoyment out of it yeah absolutely so and but but because it's so niche people look for photography channels so i think the people that are interested in are going to find my channel and i don't want to make the mistakes and i've seen it and it doesn't matter if it's the let's play scene or if it's some people in the maker scene that are overly promoting aggressively promoting their channel which it helps it's proven that it helps. Clickbaity titles help. Um, mm. Like all of that stuff helps. Yeah. But is it the kind of audience I want? Um, I don't mind. Pro- I don't mind promoting it to friends and see it's like, hey, look, this is what I'm doing in my life right now. But I don't expect them to like it, and I don't expect them to subscribe to the channel. No, I just again, think if I throw out the content, like we'll throw out the content, if I make the content, and I want to continue because I have a lot of fun doing it because it's something like I love to do the photography and the other part. It's not that much work. There's actually more work going in my Node Inventor videos, a lot more work than uh, just clicking on an action cam and just dealing with it that the footage might not be 100%. This is also like one of the other steps I allowed myself to accept that the quality standard of the uh, videography standpoint is not the same as um, on the Node Inventor videos. It's like the filming is minimal effort, Mm -hmm. you could say. Uh, because it's all automatic. There's no uh, manual focus. There's no different lenses. Vocal. The work goes into making the picture, not into the filming part. Yeah, but there is a lot of people very successful on YouTube uh, working exactly like that. Most of the vloggers, they are not using like really fancy cameras with fancy lenses and they are they have an action camera, they are filming their faces, doing stuff in the city, and they get millions of views. So I, I don't think that's really related. The content is is always more important and more interesting than the way it's filmed, I think, because to understand how... I mean, it takes time and some research to understand how a video is, like, very well filmed, very well produced. You have to, yeah, to have a little bit of knowledge to understand that. You say that till you watch the first time a video where the audio levels are not synced within the video and you're wearing headphones and you think you're going to lose your hearing. Yeah, yeah. But I, I totally agree. When it's not synced, it's fucked up and nobody... And you should re- totally redo it. But, I mean, what what's the difference for someone watching 
a guy doing skateboard in the street of New York filmed by a GoPro 5 or by a Nikon whatever, whatever uh, camera. The price is absolutely not the same. But for them, they know nothing about videography. The footage is still the same. It's still a guy going through the, the, the streets of New York on a skateboard. Of course, you, no. It, it, you know it, what I mean? Yeah, it's all part of the hobby. When I'm in my workshop, um, I'm not just doing the project. I also, I love working with a shallow depth of field. I love working yeah. with the, um, making it more cinematic, you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't it just boil down to storytelling. You have a story you want to tell. When it comes to photography, it's what you're thinking and how you're doing, do, do, uh, what you're doing to get the picture. When it comes to the, the Nerd Inventor stuff, it's yeah. the story yeah. of the process of making this thing or how you figured out how to make this thing. Plus or minus the troubles you have along the way. I mean, yeah. it, it comes down to the same thing. It's telling a story about a very specific moment. I, I, don't, I don't see the difference there except for the mm -hmm. scenery. Um, for when if I do a Nerd Inventor video, it's always... If I if I film it with my uh, camera, like with the the black magic I have, it's also trying to get the best footage yeah, yeah, possible yeah, yeah. of building that project, mm -hmm. working with a lot of different angles and sights. For going out and making pictures, the go uh, it's not a GoPro, but like the action cam is only there yeah. to yeah, yeah yeah to support the story, to capture the story. That's that's all it's for. There's no nothing to make it overly cinematic there is no depth of field this is just basing follow me because everything that happens is within the pictures so the focus is shifted completely on on the pictures and and i would i guess that tell helps you tell the story you want to tell yeah because it's it's about the result of the analog camera it is not about how um how should i say it's not about it's not the focus on the journey to get there Oh, no, and also, I'm not staying flexible if I do it otherwise. I could yeah, carry yeah. my... I have a cage for my camera. I could carry my camera away and put it on like a giant broom <laughs> selfie stick and film myself <laughs> with it. But I wouldn't get anywhere while it... I would carry around that heavy camera. Yeah, it I would spend more time, I don't know, fiddling with settings than actually going out and doing that what is fun. Yeah. So I, cho I chose an action cam because it doesn't intervene with me taking photos because that's what the focus is on. And I like that. And, um, and it, it adds it adds to the style of what you're trying to do. And it also helps separate the two quote unquote projects of Nerd Inventor and photography. Yeah, it, it it's, uh, two both, both of them things. both of them scratch a, a different edge. This is why I was also wondering and talking to you guys, I was really wondering, do you guys ever think about doing, especially in the YouTube space, doing something completely else? Uh, completely different. Sorry. Um, for me, I consciously chose to, I guess, not make a new YouTube channel for the business and stick to my private one for everything. Mm -hmm. Mostly because, because I was mostly because in the beginning I didn't feel like me as a blacksmith had any authority in the field of blacksmithing, but maybe me as a pers person could be interesting. Mm -hmm. that was where my reasoning came from in the beginning and now it's more of the fact that the I, uh, YouTube doesn't work for me as a money generating tool 
I can't do YouTube full time in Norway and expect to live off it. And I don't yeah. want to. I want to do production runs. I want to learn how to make this thing the best possible way and the fastest. And that's something that really, really brings me satisfaction to lock that, uh, to, mm -hmm. to unlock that puzzle, so to speak. And yeah. and then it comes down to just the ease of it. Is that no? I'm I'm making videos mostly for all the people I know in the maker community that are interested in all the weird things that weird people do. So it doesn't matter to me whether that happens to be me playing a video game or if that's me going dancing or if that's actually making uh, a blacksmithing project or a tutorial. Yeah, in theory, if I wanted to make a living off YouTube, I should min-max everything. I should toss everything into its own little bucket and separate them all out completely. Maybe link them together somehow if you look closely to get some mm -hmm. kind of cross-pollination. But it wouldn't it wouldn't make um it would make the whole lot easier to get big and make something that i can live off if i were to just sort of target audience every single video to a different segment yeah. instead for me because it's just like no this is easier i don't i can't use this to make a living i just do it for fun maybe to nudge people into my sort of sphere of influence of being like, mm -hmm. oh, if you stumble upon me, it's like, yeah, I, I'm running a business. I do this professionally, but this, what you found here is what I do for fun. Okay, so you're not using it as like a portfolio because some of your videos are, I mean, your videos are very well made. So I was thinking about you use it to push your business in a sense of here's my portfolio. If you want to see what I'm doing, check my YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, I've done that. I also have uh, people I had classes with who have then followed me on Instagram and say, oh, I like that roses. How do you make them? And I'm like, watch this video. Yeah. And then there's all the people who watch the video and go, oh, I see you have classes going. When is But they are full. When is the next one? So it, it, it all comes around in circles, but it's not, it's not a big tool in the toolkit. It's just another one that I try to use and utilize. You know what, Red, he's, he's saying that, but I'm pretty sure there's some it's not YouTube, but there's probably some live stream over in Asia. If you click on it and you see him like stuffing his face with food every single <laughs> evening for multiple hours and people just tipping him like crazy. I hope it was really, I I'm, hope, I'm because just that's saying. a good way to make money in Asia. <laughs> like putting your face in front of a camera and eating tons and tons of food. I'm just saying. OnlyFans is a good platform. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, but I would I wouldn't put it past um, behind you if you're um, or I wouldn't put it past you if you would start like a Let's Play channel, for example, because it's funny. You love playing games, and you are so knowledgeable about that. You're going like, yeah, if you do this and this, and actually, if you look at the history of it, that's where from the video games that came before that, that's where they stole that part and used it for just like a walking lexica. Yeah, I mean, there's a re there's a reason. There's a fun fact at the beginning of every single episode. It's because if not, I will just bother random people with them. I need <laughs> to get the fun facts out. So I was pretty sure, especially when you told us that if we would like to play Sekiro and comment on it on Twitch, I was pretty sure that you already had like a Let's Play channel somewhere in this views. Well, I I I there I have a whole Skyrim series on my YouTube channel. I need to check that. It's it might be seven years old I, now, I just want to say because there. I must be really far, far back because I know pretty much everything that's been for the last three or four years. 
I think I watched. Yeah, uh, and and I I went through my YouTube channel a while back, and all of the League of Legends stuff, I I didn't delete it. I just made it private. Okay. Because the the it's not interesting to anyone anymore because the game is so much more different now than it was back then, and it doesn't fit with the the style of anything I want to do there I'm anymore. That I'm still watching StarCraft two matches from like six or seven years ago. Uh. Yeah, but StarCraft 2 haven't been doesn't the oh, game yeah. the doesn't change completely with every other patch. Oh yeah, the balance is completely yeah. flipped over every single time. Yeah, um, for the few nerds out there who know League of Legends, like all of my videos is before the massive rework they did of everything. Uh, when was that? Eight years ago, maybe. Okay. No, not not that far along. But yeah, they, they had like a massive, basically a relaunch of the entire entire game and pretty much all of my League of Legends video was before that. So it doesn't represent anything that is visible except for like an archival thing. And it's also not good content. I mean, yeah, there, we were a few friends, we had a few laughs, but mostly it was just cursing and shouting. <laughs> that sounds like every other Let's Play channel. Okay, I'm still gonna, uh, I'm gonna go out and Google for um, Norwegian guy eating tons of food and see if I find the live stream. <laughs> Read about you. Did, did you ever cross your mind? Because we talked um, a while back. I mean, that's a couple of years where you were thinking about changing or you actually decided to change your style of video. Mm. So it was always the same with the videos, but you wanted to take the focus a little bit away from the stuff you're doing to more being you. Yeah, I... I mean, yeah, it changed a lot over the past over the past few years. Um, when I started my YouTube channel, it was just like for fun and girls and and share what I knew and and the projects uh, that I was making at the time were mainly stuff that I I wanted to have, not that I needed. It was not business oriented or whatever. I just wanted to have fun making fun stuff, and yeah, so it was fun. Um, then I, I, the channel, uh, grew and I was kind of, uh, trapped into it. Like the, the stupid idea of, oh, I, I have a lot of viewers now, a lot of subscribers now. So I need to please them with a video every week and a new project and the exciting stuff. Um, and after a while I was like, no, that's, that, that's not, it's not working. I mean, if it was, I would be rich and famous. I would have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And that's not the kind of, of um, life that I want because that's not me. I can't pretend in a video that I'm super happy all the time and smiling all the time and, and pose on a thumbnail picture with my mouth open pointing at something because it's so amazing and nobody thought about it and... I've done it so much better than anyone. That's not me. I, I can't pretend like that. I can't lie like that. So I'm not clickbaity. I'm not, I just do the stuff that I want to make because I found them fun. I found them, uh, I find them interesting. I want to share the process with people, the result with people. So a few years back, I decided to get back to that kind of project, that kind of video. I'm trying to produce the uh, best video that I can by switching the the depths of, of focus or the place of the camera or 
the light of the or, or the point of view during during me making making the thing. I want people to understand what my processes and the techniques uh, that I'm using, what they are, the products and everything to show the results that they can get if they go through the same process. But that's mainly again for fun, for sharing skills and ideas. It's not always business oriented and that's not because I'm producing videos that I'm making a lot of money or that I want to make a lot of money or that I'm using my YouTube channel in order to make money. Otherwise, I would do something completely different. Um, I would I would do clickbait video over and over again every week, <laughs> every week, every week with... Um, I I I like I I I don't know I don't want to say too much about that but it it wouldn't be me anymore I I would lose myself into that kind of game mm-hmm. right and I don't want to do that so uh, I, as I told you before um, the recording I'm closing on seventy five thousand subscribers on my channel which is yeah. absolutely amazing and fantastic I'm happy with it but I it's I, a lot it's a lot of people. But I want to be true to myself and I want to stay true to myself. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. It's not because the numbers are, are, are getting bigger and bigger that you necessarily lose the uh, love that you have in just making videos. It's not, as you said, uh, Jan, you are, you are making videos for fun. It's, it's not... Um, it's not because you are making videos for fun that it it has to stay low numbers on view views or subscribers. Mm-hmm. And the opposite is also true. It's not because you are working your butt off to have a successful video answering to checking all the 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 checkbox on the clickbait video, a successful video that YouTube gives you or the trend give you that it will work. It can also fail miserably. So yeah, of course. you can have the love for making videos and be successful and get big numbers. So you shouldn't be uh, afraid of sharing your video because it can interest people. It can interest people like us that haven't yeah, seen yeah. you doing that specific thing or seeing that aspect of you making another photo. Oh, and don't get me wrong, I wouldn't release the video if I don't think that there were people out there that wouldn't watch it. It's just about mm. the promoting part where I kind of feel... No, but you don't have to be over about it, back. to be honest. I mean, when I'm, when I'm releasing a video, I'm publishing... Uh, obviously, people who have uh, subscribed to my channel should get a notification, but they they often don't because YouTube is broken. I post uh, something on Instagram, something on on Facebook, and that's it. And I don't push it over and over again, which I should probably do because that's how successful people on YouTube get views and a lot of subscribers yeah. by posting yeah. everywhere all the time links to the same video till the next one is produced i don't do that i usually post once and that's it and if you want to find me you want to see my video uh you know where but that again it. comes down to 
the kind of audience you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, also that, also that. I, I, I want, um, I want people being interested in the project. I, I can't sell myself, as I said, uh, because I can't pretend. I don't want to pretend. I don't want to be false. I don't want to act in front of the camera and and lie to people pretending that I am someone that I am not. Uh, well, today I, I can I maybe sound a little bit grumpy and and in a bad mood. I'm not. I'm just I'm just being serious about the the topic and and also I'm sick. Uh, yes, I can be I'm funny French, but... and yeah, uh, I can be funny. I can be smiley. Uh, I am with my friends. I make joke and and everything. But I don't want to go down that that road of just being that in front of a camera to make views. It, you want to be authentic. Yeah, yeah, I want to be me and people knowing me when they are watching my video. I, I don't want them when to the next come one coming back out? at yeah, uh, uh, 10 days, two weeks, probably. I don't know when I'm, I'm cured. Uh, when I'm feeling better. <laughs> I don't want those people coming at me and saying, hey, it's not you. We know you, it's not you. You're pretending, no. you're acting, you're lying, and it's and, and you're a bad actor. So you shouldn't do that because it doesn't sound like you. And that as that I don't want to do. I could, I would probably be more successful on YouTube. I would probably make more uh, money and more views. But no. No, but... Um Flip side of that, though, the Nerd Forge. Yeah, Marina recently put out a video about how she made a glove with an extra finger for the one she lost in an accident yeah. years back. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, no, she she was laughing it away, but you could also tell like that was very traumatic for her. Mm -hmm. In the way, not 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 like yeah, she's been able to deal with that, but it was clear that it is this is now the first time she was able to talk about that publicly. Yeah. And also, uh, you could tell by the jokes she made that it was really traumatic when it happened. I bet it yeah. was, yeah. So she's still being authentic, mm -hmm. but she's being authentic on her own schedule when she can be Absolutely. positive and outgoing and laugh about that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a, I, th I would like to say it, it's a scale there of how authentic you need to be to portray to people but also uh they make a living out of this yeah I, but they are also very very good of yeah being upfront with people and talk about what's going on i think yeah i i uh, uh, i we talked about that video and 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 martina uh, uh, on monday i think right um I, so i i thought a lot about that specific video and them especially um since I think, uh, and it comes down to what, what we said, Jan, before the recording, um, the Nerd Forge has built a community. The, when people are watching their video, they are watching them making something. And they are not watching something being made by them. No, it, yeah, they, they've sort of reached that uh, middle ground, I think, between being... Uh, vloggers and makers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I mean, yeah. very much heavy leaning towards the maker side of it, but they they do put a lot of their themselves and their own personality yeah, into that, the videos. Yeah, that's what I meant. I mean, people yeah. watch. Obviously, the project is interesting. They always do fun stuff, but they are mainly watching them doing it. They are not 
I mean, it's completely different uh, of uh, one of my early, early videos of, of, let's say, Jimmy Dresta. Jimmy Dresta is is uh, rarely seen in his videos, unless it's a wide shot because he's uh, cutting big chunks of, of plywood or whatever. It's it's usually zoomed in on his hand, what he's doing. Oh, that, that has the, changed, the project. Though. It has changed now, but in when he was working in his basement in New York, uh, it was it was oh, yeah. uh, mainly the case. I mean, you can say the same about uh, Laura Kampf as well. Yeah, sure. Like, so th- she was terrified at him to being on uh, in front of the camera for years. Yeah, yeah, and and so was I, and a lot of people. So that's why I don't talk uh, in front of the camera most of the time. That's why I don't show my face in front of the camera most of the time, or at least didn't for years. So because I wanted, as we said, Jan that the project be at the very core of the video, be the heart of the video. That exactly. was what was important for us. We are going to show you, or I am going to show you how it is made. And I don't matter in the video. The, the, when the, the flip side of it is that the most successful people on YouTube are the ones that found the magic recipe of like the Nerdforge, making the project very interesting still being at the center of the of the video but with them all around it and we are interested in them as much as we are interested in the project itself yeah and it makes the video very interesting because when they are talking you're not bored when they are showing the process you're not bored you the whole video is interesting and so you build an audience you build a community that is interested in the stuff that you do and how you make it because you are also interesting uh, as a person. Mm-hmm. So being interested in the person that makes the video is, I think, the very, um, the one of the most imp- important thing on YouTube, in, U- in YouTube videos. And I told you about uh, this old Tony. He doesn't show his face. Uh, he-, he showed his face once a long time ago. And he publishes one video every month or every two months now. But I watch all of them. And oh, even yeah, with if, a religion. If, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, even and, and if, he could... if he's speak, speaking or talking about like collars for stuff that <laughs> I will never use yeah. in my life, probably. Or yeah, he could make an know. apple pie. I don't I don't care about it. It's just, it's mm-hmm. it's his yeah. humor and the character. You watch it because of the person. Oh, I get that, absolutely. Yeah, so, I have I have to think about it um, when it, when it comes to the the videos I'm I'm making now on this I, let's just call it the second channel. Mm-hmm. Um, my main idea at the moment is still if somebody else is laying in bed sick somewhere over the world, like I've been for the last week and has the chance to watch the video and it puts a smile on his face and he enjoys that. That is basically that makes me happy. That yeah, is, that's why we do it most yeah. of, most of the time. But I would like to remind you though that a lot of your friends do care about what you do, mm. no matter the style of making. Exactly. Whether that is analog video or if that is building something. That is true. And I think like your friends deserve at least a small heads up of oh, I did this thing. You don't need to be pushy about it, but just make one post once w- one time one some somewhere per video and say i did a thing yeah. yeah if you care about that kind of thing here it is it doesn't need to be more advanced than that or more pushy than that but 
if you, by all means, if you want to hide this from the world, uh, talking about it here on the podcast was a very bad. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, <laughs> and that also, was also don't yeah. make the mistake that I made. It's not because you're showing yourself in a video that the video is about you. You can show yourself in a video, and the video would still be about the project, the thing that you are making. So, oh, this, this, yeah, and this is all going way too deep because I didn't even think about that. It's just the the way the video is, or the way the video, the way I am making those videos is just without any deeper thought. This is just good. me doing my hobby and filming myself by doing. That's the best and, way of doing a video, then. Yeah, and I kind of want to keep it that way. Like I don't want to overthink it because I already did that with the Nerd Inventor channel with like deleting complete projects because they weren't up to my standards. And I swore myself, I'm not going to do that on the second channel. If it's shit, it's shit. It's still going to be online. <laughs> Who are you to judge your own videos, man? Oh, I watch them. I don't like them. <laughs> I delete them. No, but I mean... You, I, no, no I, right. That's a very good I, point. I understand what you're saying, but the video that you produced and didn't like may have been liked by by thousands of people. The worst video I ever made has the most views. Let's My just put it exactly. by that. No, no. That's just like the, the one you rule. likes, the one you hate the most. Yeah, exactly. The one I My, hate the most has the most My point views. exactly. So yeah, you are it's, very... It's not your worst one. Clearly, it's not your worst one. You are not, you are not a good judge <laughs> I'll argue about that your one. work. <laughs> a famous director, a movie director said, one, once the video is done, I, I think it was Christopher Nolan, probably, but maybe not, because they all said it at some point. Uh, when the movie is not, it's not belonging to you anymore. It belongs to the audience, and the audience is the only one able to judge it properly. You are not a good judge about your work. So if you produce a video and you think it's good and you put out, out put it out there and it doesn't work on YouTube or get any likes or views or good comments, uh, you are cl clearly mistaken. So you think, but there is so many parameters that you can't understand because of the algorithm, because of the date, because of the what's happening. Well, in let, me, let me tell you something, son. As long as this video <laughs> has its bytes under my hard drive. <laughs> no, I, I, I get you. I know. I know. The, the, the other way around, it, it works also. I mean, you can think it's a very bad video and people would really enjoy it if you, if you make it public. See, yeah. I mean, you never know. You can't know. That's why people produce millions of dollars movies and, and it doesn't work because it's I mean, shit. If, if you want to have a, maybe a better view of how good your video is, I Ask your think wife. it's a good idea. Yes, but like, by all means, like send it to a couple of people whose opinion you trust and ask them what they think. Ask your but wife. So she loves you. But if she's like me, mine, she will she will criticize it the right way because she loves you. And she will be honest and frank about it. And she say, that I don't like, that I don't understand because she wants to help you produce Mine almost slapped me over the head when she saw that ice popsicle, that, <laughs> that, that gigantic ice cube that <laughs> fell down from the waterfall, which I climbed over. She's like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's the best idea to show those pictures of someone you love. <laughs> I, I honestly, I remember so many times being out skiing uh, as a kid, 
and it would play around that kind of waterfalls, yeah. frozen, completely solid, and we have like massive icicles, I and mean, we try to break them. Yeah, that's but a smart idea. Do. Well, you're still yeah, my here. My mom so. is standing on the side and looking at like, like, if you die, at least roll down <laughs> here, please. <laughs> uh, I like your mom. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's good. Should we should we be focus focusing on something else? Yeah, I think we should, and then go back to bed. Yeah, at least you do. I'll that go back to work. Like plan. I'll like start, and I'm going to break my own rule. Please do. So the I'm gonna focus on a movie that i watched yesterday Ooh. with steph which i thought was a fantastic one it's a little bit older but i haven't watched movies in, in a whole while <laughs> so we activated the disney plus again mm -hmm. and watched yeah. strange world strange world yes I don't know about that. and i uh, really I enjoyed that movie oh yeah okay oh yeah uh, we watched it with the kiddo uh, last month, and yeah, it's a so fun it, one. It came out at the end of 2022, I believe, and yeah. it's uh, it's fun. It's uh, just one of those really well-made Disney movies, in yeah. my opinion. Do you want to tell what it's about, though? I uh, strange world, nah, because I think it would give away too many spoilers. But it's kind of that. Uh, do you know the uh, adventure in the center of the earth and all those? Uh, yeah, Old Jules Verne. Jules Verne, yeah. It's, you can go kind of that way. Yeah. The humor is spot on. There's, yeah. It's the typical Disney movie where the children laugh and the parents go like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, as Comic Relief is a dog and that's, oh, you know, I, I was watching that and I was thinking like, oh, Murphy. <laughs> yeah, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> and you have sold the video to half our audience already. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, really that's good a good, that's a good one. Yeah, we enjoyed that too. Can I go? Yep. Yeah. I uh, I was distracted for a moment, and YouTube accidentally started to feed me videos, and I got handed uh, the backyard scientist making himself a laser chainsaw. What? Yes. Okay. So. You've all seen the, the the really viral videos of people cleaning off rust using a laser. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. He got or he has or bought one of those machines, and he figured out what kind of other things can I. Do? He basically did like a silly review of it, but like, what other things can I do with this thing? Okay. And he's like, "Ooh, I can I cut down trees with this?" And he and apparently, yes, you can. It's not recommended because uh, things fire. behind you might catch on fire. <laughs> Uh, but yes, it will very much slice through a reasonably sized bit of wood. I've I've seen that pop up in my timeline like I don't, so many times, and I just ignored it because it's like, nah, not no, that's too much. I would also not have clicked on it because, uh, like, it's maybe too much into the viral clickbait yeah. kind of thing. But YouTube just put it on, and I was just like, "Fucking hell, is this? He can <laughs> this is amazing!" It? Yeah, damn it. Yes. Okay. The backyard scientist. Yeah. Uh, I have not watched anything else of his yet, uh, but that one deserves a mention by itself. Yeah, small so. channel five point. Yeah, he does harmless stuff like uh, I don't know. They're hurting themselves <laughs> with acid poisoning themselves and other fun stuff. So, 
building the most deadliest toys. I remember some of that title. I think this is some of the, the reasons why I stopped watching them, where it's just it's like, yeah, it's a little bit much for me. Yes, uh, maybe. Uh, but lasers are fun. Yeah. And chainsaws are Oh, lasers are, are cool. always fun. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Red? Red. Um, yeah, so I spent a lot of time uh, in bed last week watching TV shows. Um, but I'm not actually uh, going to uh, talk about a TV show. I'm going to talk about... A fellow leather worker um, whose uh, name is Freddy Mantara or Matara. Uh, yeah, it should be Freddy Matara on Instagram. The name of the account is Freddy.Matara.Leather. He makes a lot of um, armband for watches. Uh, very cool stuff. Very good work, detailed and and clean yeah. work. I really like his style. Um, somebody opened one of his videos a few months back, and I was like, "Damn, that's cool. That's good. I really like it. That's clean work." Uh, so definitely an inspiration to um, to me and hopefully to a lot of other people. Um, if you go on on Instagram and and click on his stuff and yeah go do it and we'll do. give some likes please yeah that's a lot of wicked cool stuff yep. any last little tiddly bits yeah if you have time go watch slow horses as well on okay. apple tv plus i don't have time yes. no you have but <laughs> you pretend you don't yeah in a, in a year when i finished dark and all the other shit you've told me to watch exactly <laughs> no, that's a good show as well. I mean, it's, it yeah. was unexpected and fresh and different. And so, yeah, uh, Slow Horse is uh, pretty good. Okay. Plus Gary Oldman. So. Oh, fine. I'll watch it. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, if you happen to find yourself uh, for some reason in the, like, the coldest town in Norway next week during the winter, at least the coldest town in the south of Norway, quote unquote, south of Trondheim, south of Trond yeah, Trondheim. Uh, come by, see, find me at the uh, Rödo Smartnan, and I might have stickers for you, and lots of other stupid things. I'm, I'm on my way up there to the market. I'm swinging by a friend of mine. I'm picking up some hand forged hammers and axes from him that I'll be selling as well. And oh, if you nice. do, bring him some food, please. Yes, always bring me food, yeah, please. Sorry. And if you want to bring the rest of us food collectively, you can do that at Two Thirds Focused on Patreon, <laughs> for example. Or you can oh, find me at Rasmus Lewin and LewinSmear.no. And you can find me at The Red Smith or Red Smith everywhere on the internet, more specifically at TheRedSmith.com. Oh, and I think mine's getting kind of long now because you can find me at nerdometer.com where there are links to my maker-related socials, I would say. And you can also find me at Jan Maxwell on Instagram and also now on Jan Maxwell Photography on YouTube. Oh God, I did it. Ah! Yay. <laughs> yes, you did. Now it's out there. You can't take it back. Yeah, I know. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good week. And bye.